Shalom, today's daf Yomi is the Dharm daf Mem Zayin, the Dharm 47. We had learned back in the Mishnah that if somebody says to his friend, he says to his friend, Konam, that I make a vow that, uh, that I'm my entering into your house or my purchasing your field, and then the person dies or sells it, the house or the field to another, then he's allowed, the person who made the vow is allowed to enter the house or purchase the field. This is like what we had earlier back on La Medawa, that it's that where Nadar Medawa, where it was given through a third party. But if one says, co-name my entering into this house or purchasing this field, then even then the vow will survive the death or uh, or the sale by the owner. So in this que- in this context, the Gemara brings a question from uh, Vimi. But uh, some have the version, the Rosh has the version that this question was raised by Abaye. So by Avimi, Avimi asked the following question. Somebody says, Konim Abayas Zeh. He says, Konaim from you entering this house, meaning to say he that Ruvain says to Shimon, you cannot enter this house, which right at that moment Ruvain owns. And then and then Ruvain dies, or he sells it to somebody else, and now the house is no longer his. Mahu, under those circumstances, would we say if Ruvain had sold this house to Shimon, Ruvain had told Shimon, Konim, that you can't enter into this house, and that house at that moment was Ruvain's, and then Ruvain sells the house to Levi, is now Shimon allowed to enter into this house or not? That's the question that Avimi asks. And what are the two sides of the question? Adam Oser, Davrashib Rishuso, Lukashayetzim Rishuso. Can a person prohibit something that's in his possession even for when it leaves his possession? Because right now it's the house is in Ruvain's possession. But then he ultimately gives the house to Levi. And so is it still going to be prohibited upon Shimon? Oh, oh, or do we say he's not going to be able to do this, that he's not able to prohibit something when it's no longer in his possession. He can only prohibit something when it's in his possession, but the moment it leaves his possession, he's no longer able to prohibit it. And so therefore, this person should be allowed to enter into it as long as it's no longer Ruvain's. So that's the question that Avimi asks. Comes along Ravha. That's part of the reason why Abaye... Why some say that this version is why Rush says this version is Abaye comes along. Rava Rava says Tashma Ha Omar with no konim shi'atanenui. If a person says to his son, he he quotes the Mishnah and Baba Kama. Then if a person says to his son konim shi'atanenui, he if he says to his son konim that you're not going to allow you're not allowed to have any benefit from me. He prohibits his son that you're not allowed to get any enough from me. Humeis, and then the father dies, Yirashenu. Then the son is still going to be able to inherit him because the, when the father said, you're not allowed to get any benefit from me, he didn't say that you're not allowed to benefit from him after his death. He only prohibited the benefit while he's still, while he's still alive. But if he says it differently, if he says explicitly, if he says... If he says, I take a vow that you're not allowed to get any benefit from me while I'm alive and even after I'm, I'm dead, will you rush under those circumstances? The son will be prohibited to benefit from the possessions of his father because the father prohibited him to get benefit explicitly even after his death. And so therefore, his inheriting him is included within this prohibition. 
And so therefore, we're going to say, says Rava, and therefore as a consequence, we're going to say, says Rava, that a person has the ability to prohibit something. He's allowed to prohibit something that now is in his domain, even in the future when it leaves his domain, because the father is able to inherit from the mission of Baba Kama. He's able to prohibit his son from inheriting him, even after he dies. And those possession, those property is not really connected to him. And, and so therefore, that's how he answers, that a person can prohibit something even though it's not his domain. And even though earlier back in the Gemara on Membez, Ahmed Bez, the Gemara says that case is different. The Gemara overrode this proof. And the Gemara says that case is different because there he says specifically, there he says, in his life and after his death. And you can't prove really from this Mishnah to the case of where where he says, and he doesn't say, nevertheless, nevertheless, Avimi's question was not really about what the intent of the Madir, of the person who made the vow was. If he intended to prohibit this person, this object, even after it left his domain, because that's, that's obvious that his intent was to prohibit it. But rather, the question of Avimi was even in a circumstance where he says explicitly that it'll be prohibited even after it leaves his domain, whether or not he has the strength or the power to prohibit something that left his domain. And that's what the Gemara is proving from the case in Babakama that he's able to do such a prohibition. And that indeed is how the Ran understands it. And indeed, the Tosos and the Rosh say that this question of Avimi is even in a situation where he says explicitly in his life and after his death. However, the the Maritz Chayas says that Avimi never heard the Maskan of the Gemara, and that's why he had this question. He never knew about, he never heard the conclusion of the Gemara there, and that's why he had this question.